to us are like any health disorder, mental or physical. Before we can really understand it or how to prevent or manage it or treat it, we really need to understand how the system in question usually functions. And I think it's where generating this underpinning knowledge is a really key area where the biological sciences can contribute to the wider field of mental health. The intersection or the interfaces between these areas, that's where the novel science find is the most successful transdisciplinary projects that really get the, the review committees excited are those that take the, the concepts or techniques from one discipline and apply them to a research question from another to produce these really novel insights and it's, it's very often those novel insights that will be quite transformative in nature. Hello and welcome to this Mental Health Research Matters podcast. In this podcast I speak to Ian and Sadna from the Biotechnology and Biological Sciences Research Council or BBSRC who are a member of UK Research Innovation. In this podcast, you will find out about what type of research the BBSRC fund related to mental health, the contribution and role of the basic biological sciences to the wider field of mental health research, and how the basic biosciences can work together with other disciplines on mental health research projects. I'm Sadna Sharma. I am Head of Bioscience for an Integrated Understanding of Health within BBSRC. Our portfolio is very broad. It includes four major areas, lifelong health, one health, nutrition and health and biotechnology for um, so my name is Ian Tumferman and I work within uh, Sadness team in bioscience for an integrated understanding of health um, and a big part of my role is looking after BBSRC's neuroscience and behaviour portfolio which by extension gives me responsibility for the majority of our mental health research. So could you explain a bit more in general about who the BBSRC are and the type of research you fund? BBSRC is an integral part of UK Research and Innovation. This is a new funding organisation which was formed in 2018. And within that, BBSRC has a central role in supporting the UK's world-leading position in bioscience. BBSRC has unique research and innovation portfolio that makes a crucial contribution to overall health research landscape by providing a deep integrated understanding of healthy systems across the life course and also of factors that maintain health and wellness in response to biological and environmental challenges. That's great, thank you. Could you maybe expand a bit more about how you differ from other funding councils that might be in a similar or overlapping landscape? So, for example, the Medical Research Council or the Wellcome Trust? So, BBSRC funds research in plants, animals, including humans. Um, We also fund research in tools and technologies which underpin biological sciences. We fund research from um, level of molecules and cells to tissues, whole organisms, population and landscape. We work with other research councils to ensure the application of funding for research where our remit boundaries are closed are addressed appropriately uh, within UKRI. So I'll give you an example. So for example, we will fund human physiology, cell biology, genetics, and genomics research, which is relevant to understanding normal human function. Or we would not fund research which is focused on specific human diseases and disease processes or abnormal conditions. So focus is very much on healthy systems. Brilliant, thank you. So how would you describe the contribution and the role of basic biological research to the wider field of mental health research? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have a gut fielding a, a succinct response to that <laughs> yeah. one, um, but you may need to cut me off as we go. That's all right, don't worry. Uh, um, to us, like any health disorder, mental or physical, before we can really understand it or how to prevent or manage it or treat it, 
we really need to understand the system and how the system in question usually functions. Um, and I think it's where generating this underpinning knowledge is a really key area where the biological sciences can contribute to the wider field of mental health research. And taking that a step further, if we build upon the underpinning knowledge of various bodily systems resident within the biosciences, whether that's the immune system or the circadian system, for instance, the biosciences are also really well placed to help advance our understanding of what influences the brain and our mental health and how that's achieved. And whether that's external influences, such as stress and nutrition, or internal influences, uh, such as those other body systems that I mentioned. And I think relating to both of these points, it's quite important to note that whilst research on mental health tends to gravitate towards those clinical populations, as Sadna said, by placing emphasis on understanding that healthy system, the biological sciences are, are really well placed to consider sub-threshold fluctuations in mental health and well-being as well, which I think is something that can often be a little bit lost in the dichotomy between healthy and unhealthy. There's yeah. a definite grey area there in between that I think we can, we can really support as well. So I would say, yes, we are interested in mental health research. It depends how you define mental health. We have a rich and diverse neuroscience and behaviour research and innovation portfolio. And neuroscience hold the keys, key to understanding the brain and also the underlying molecular factors behind normal functioning of brain. And when we know normal function of an organ, we, we will be able to know what goes wrong when there is an issue with it. And so bringing, bringing it back to our strategy, so BBSRC published a forward, bioscience forward look um, last year, and we in that strategy, we highlighted three strategic challenges. And one of the strategic challenges is um, bioscience for integrated understanding of health. And the overall aim of this strategic challenge is to improve animal and human health and well-being across the life course. And central to this is to understand the biological basis of mental and physical health. So it's a key priority looking forward for you guys? It is one of the key priorities going forward, yes. Could you give some examples of any projects that you're currently funding or that you funded in the past that are directly to, related to mental health? Um, yeah, I can, I can pick up that one. Obviously, we have to stray away slightly from specifics for, for GDPR yeah. and confidentiality reasons, cool. but I've got some some ballpark sort of uh, themes that I can I can pull yeah. out to exemplify. Great, thank um, you. Because as mentioned earlier on, uh, we do have a strong portfolio of research in neuroscience and behaviour. Um, and broadly speaking, this centres upon studying the biology underpinning the nervous system, behaviour and associated mental processes as well. So things like cognition, learning, memory, um, and that's in both animal models and also in humans. And much of this has underpinning relevance to mental health. So for instance, there's a host of studies within our portfolio that look to establish the mechanisms of action for various neurotransmitters. And it's those various neurotransmitters that have been implicated in disorders such as anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, ADHD, just to name a few. So that's, a, that's one element. But in addition to this, there's also a subset of projects that more directly address mental health research questions. So for example, how structural differences in the brain might affect the emotional regulation or resilience of an individual. Alternatively, how the brain might respond to and learn from stressful events. So you've got those sort of indirect and direct parts of the, of the portfolio in terms of mental health research. Mental health, like physical health, is impacted by our lifestyle, environment, food we eat, how much we exercise, etc. And BBSRC supports research and innovation, for example, to advance our understanding of mechanisms underlying normal physiology and hemostatic control during early development and across 
the lifespan. We develop new knowledge uh, about the relationship between diet and health through integration of nutrition, agriculture, and food processing research. And also by understanding gut function and gut-brain access is, is one of the key priorities we will be addressing going forward. Um, yeah, thanks, Ender. Um, so... A principal focus for us is looking to integrate and combine knowledge both within and across disciplines to really understand the biological basis of mental health. So perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, we feel that there's quite a few areas of bioscience that could relate to mental health research. Um, I'll pull out some of the, the clearest synergies as, as we see them. Obviously, we've touched on neuroscience and behavior, um, where we've got a wealth of knowledge on the biology underpinning cognition and emotion that could really transform our understanding of mental health. And that's particularly true when we couple it with the array of sophisticated techniques and experimental model systems that we have available within our, our neuroscience and behavior communities. Another key facet of our strategy, as Sadna touched on, is, is nutrition. And that's another area where there are a number of synergies, uh, as she's alluded to there, including things such as the gut-brain axis. But a key challenge in this context is really to start moving from correlation, where we're just seeing, for example, aspects of the gut microbiome are correlated with certain mental health outcomes towards really understanding what the mechanisms behind this are so that we can design sort of whether it's therapeutics or, or lifestyle interventions that can that can look to sort of manipulate or, or make best use of, of those interactions to, to deliver healthier outcomes. Similarly, uh, immunology is another area that I think is worthy of mention, um, given that it's often implicated in the, the etiology of numerous mental disorders. And in particular, you've got things like inflammatory responses, um, but also microglial cells, you know, a, a small portion of uh, brain resident macrophages that have been implicated in a host of conditions as well. So I think they're really important parts to consider, both in terms of development and also normal homeostatic control. And I could keep on going on sort of along this along this line, but in the interest of time, you know, you've got things such as the circadian system and the influence of sleep. You've got the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis and the effect of stress, all of which the biosciences can really help to explore those, those relationships. In relation to COVID-19, we have seen how immunology plays a role and how neuroinflammation plays a role. Um, and I think understanding that immunological aspects related to neuroscience becomes important. Uh, I know that was touched on in, uh, I can't remember the exact rapid response paper, but one of the Lancet papers had a section on neuroscience and it was quite a... Yeah, so I think it's, the, it's, it's still not quite clear how there is some um, neuroinflammation and what causes it and what... Um, so yeah, the whole aspect of COVID-19 relating to um, brain is, is really interesting and also to... Um, heart as well, isn't it? So I just wanted to pick up quickly, I know you mentioned uh, specifically in relation to the gut brain axis, you mentioned that you'd like to see research going from correlation to more mechanistic understanding. I guess my question is what type of research is needed to make that transition? I'll, I'll kick off and then you can jump in if you like, Sadna. But that's exactly the kind of thing that we're, we're scoping out at the moment. So over over recent years, we've made some really big investments in the area of things like the, the microbiome, for instance, through the Quadrum Institute, for example, over in over in Norfolk. And I think it's by working in partnership with that, with that underpinning expertise and bringing together the communities working in that area with those working on mental health, with those working on neuroscience, we can really start to shape these these research agendas. So wherever we can, we're always keen to to start that dialogue and have very much a bottom-up or community-led um, approach to, to framing both what the research questions are and how they need to be approached. And then as BBSRC in partnership with other research councils and other funders, how we can how we can facilitate on that one. So, so just just to add to it, um, so I think if if we go like really from type of food we eat and the impact it has on gut biology and how it affects um, enteric nervous system and the impact 
that has on the brain function. I think if we can start to understand the interactions between food, our gut and our brain, and also bringing it back to immunology as well, because the type of food we eat um, also impact um, how strong our immune system would be. The nutrition determines our immune strength. So I think it's, it's looking at the intersection or the interfaces between these areas. That's where the novel science would lie. And that's where we will be able to understand what the role of this axis is and how we can modify that. How, how can we modify food we eat and impact it will have on our mental well-being? So I think that those are the kinds of things we want to address going forward. It all boils down to interdisciplinary approaches at the end of the day, I think is the short answer to the, the yeah. question you originally posed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That does lead in nicely, I think, to the next question, actually. Which was, in what ways can the basic biosciences contribute to transdisciplinary projects in mental health? And you've already mentioned that it's these interface area and transdisciplinary working that's going to lead to the novel science and novel solutions. But I also want to ask on top of that, what, if any, are the barriers to this type of transdisciplinary working involving biosciences? Um, Yeah, I can have a go at filling that one. As as we touched on earlier on, it really comes down to these interdisciplinary approaches and, and how we join up these these different fields in terms of what the what the biosciences can contribute uh, at that table. Um, I really see two main facets, um, which is first of all that knowledge, whether it is about the gut microbiome, whether it's about early life experiences, whether it's about microglial cells or the circadian system, or a combination of them all. Um, we really do have a, a wealth of knowledge uh, to offer in terms of understanding how our brains actually work as well as how all of these influences uh, work in isolation or in combination to contribute to mental health outcomes. That's one part of it. Um, and the second part that I did touch on briefly earlier is, is really the, the capabilities that are offered. I mean, the methods we use in, in the biosciences often look very different, um, especially when you're, when you're writing out a funding application. Um, but I think it's by bringing in these, these novel approaches to mental health questions that maybe typically have, have resided in other fields historically that we're really going to start generating some, some novel insights. So whether it's techniques like optogenetics or omics approaches or in vivo live imaging that we can, we can achieve through, through the use of various model systems, I think there's, there's some real strength to be taken from that integration as well. And to address the second part, whilst there is a lot to be gained from these, these interdisciplinary ways of working, there are definitely some hurdles to navigate. And whenever we're, we're trying to work through these initiatives, we always encounter them ourselves. So we do recognize that there are these stark differences in techniques and models and scales and experimental approaches um, that are adopted in the different fields. And this can be very difficult to reconcile into a coherent program research that goes to say a a research council so where we do have these these interface areas we do look to have that joined up approach across councils like we have with the the UKRI mental health networks for example so we are looking to build in that that integration into the funding system as well where we can and alongside that I always think there's there's a time factor as well so the second you move outside your discipline there's it takes time to understand those discipline specific nuances and why certain things are done in certain ways and and working through those does usually require a, a little bit more time and sometimes that can be can be difficult to do in amongst all the other priorities it's much easier just to stay within your field and then maybe tack a little bit on the side um that may be from another discipline to, to sort of tick that box but the real value from these approaches comes from the proper integration which which does take time to add to um, what ian said being part of ukri working in transdisciplinary research areas is a lot easier because um we have got research councils um, which span the whole of this discipline so that boundaries which existed 
before can easily be broken, those silos can easily be broken because we as a funding councils, we can come together and support um, multidisciplinary or transdisciplinary research. We do recognize uh, importance of transdisciplinary research in addressing mental health. So mental health is not, it is a societal problem, it is a biological problem, it is a medical problem, and we need tools and technologies to address or diagnose mental health issues. And that's where UKRI as a whole working together can help address those. So along with research councils, we also brought in part of research. What sort of advice, what would you say to researchers outside of bioscience who want to work on a collaborative project at one of these disciplinary overlaps? involving biological methods or biological measurement? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have a go at that okay. one. As is often the case, it could end up being quite a long list of things, so I'll focus on, on two or three main ones. I think first and foremost, you really need to stress the importance of, of working in partnership, because very often when we talk about interdisciplinary research, um, the tendency is for researchers on both sides of the di disciplinary boundary to feel like they need to understand or learn the other discipline almost in its entirety in order for that proposal to be successful. But that is very rarely the case, mostly because it's, it's very difficult to do and amongst everything else that the academics and, and researchers have going on. And very often what we find is that the most successful transdisciplinary projects that really get the, the review committees excited are those that take the, the concepts or techniques from one discipline and apply them to a research question from another to produce these really novel insights. And it's, it's very often those novel insights that will be quite transformative in nature. So taking the time to find that right partner and, and properly integrate your respective ideas is a really key step. Again, there's a, there's a time factor associated with that, but uh, I always think there's, within most universities or institutes, there is a, a life sciences, a biology, a health sciences, whatever you'd, you'd like to call it, where you will have some of this expertise in the university already. So you can't even start from something as simple as just, you know, setting up a coffee break and having that discussion. But second of all is once you've found that right partner is, is to be open, as we touched on earlier on, the approaches used in the biological sciences do look very different from those using the social and clinical sciences, for example. So whilst we recognise that it can be daunting to step away from a, a tried and tested formula, at the same time, it's that stepping away and bringing these new approaches that really brings that potential for new discoveries and, and can really underpin a successful funding application. And probably last of all, just as a bit of a catch-all, is to say if you are in doubt, we at BBSRC, we have a, a good intricate knowledge of, of our communities uh, across all the fields that we've mentioned. So if there is an appetite to, to partner with the biological sciences, then as long as we know about that, we can work with colleagues uh, in other councils to really facilitate as best we can, um, either as individual research councils, a pair of research councils, or as Sadna said, with the, with the opportunities that working across UKRI can now offer us. Um, I think we're in a really good place to, to start moving this, this integrative mental health agenda forward. So Dan, do you have anything else to add at all? I think in, in summary, is, um, come talk to us and we will work with you.